Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to this edition of the Baby Bowl Podcast. I think that's what we're going to call it, Rob, here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I have Rob Norton again with me, joining me on... We're going to update the Baby Bowl each and every week, I think, Rob. Yeah, I mean, that sounds sounds perfect to me, Wes. Thanks yeah, for having me on. Oh, it's no problem. I, I love the uniqueness of this tournament and how you put it together, raising money for the March of Dimes. I, I love that. I knew it was a great cause. I'm in like so many different leagues this year, Rob. It's so hard to keep track of all that stuff, but I love the March of Dimes aspect. And, and this one is so unique in the fact that it's like a player elimination tournament. I don't know if that's the right words or not. Yeah, you can pretty much call it that. I know some people call it a one-timer or some people call it one and done, but yeah, basically all the same thing, right? Yeah, it is. And I didn't do too shabby last week. I think I placed in the top 20 anyway. I I, I was pretty proud of myself for putting together a lineup like I had. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did pretty good. I, I, I know I put Mitch Trubisky in there as uh, the quarterback. I have no idea who I think Devontae Adams, maybe I don't remember any idea who else I put in that lineup. So I, I guess I'll have to look at that. They'll all be crossed off my list, I am sure. But we brought with us today, Rob. Not it's, a, it's not about you and me. This is about the winner of the Baby Bowl week number one. And he is the fantasy dad on Twitter. Rob, uh, we're going to call him Joe tonight. Joe, thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Happy to be uh, on top after week one. Oh, yeah. And how fitting it is to have the fantasy football dad be the winner of week one baby bowl. That just seems very, very apropos. <laughs> how, did you, sure. how did you go about building that winning lineup and who did you actually have in there? I haven't I haven't I don't know how to navigate the fantasy football. <laughs> I don't know how to navigate this website very well. Yeah, it is t- kind of tough to um, go scroll through each of the other teams. But uh, I, I mean, basically, I think what what won it for me was I had uh, Adams and Jacobs in there. So they were my two main contributors and then didn't really have any flops. I think I had, I had Cohen in there. So I kind of took a shot with you with Trubisky against that lines defense. Oh, very um, good. And uh, Montgomery being a little hobbled, I was hoping with the, uh, the groin still. So he was kind of my only flop. And then, uh, but yeah, it was mostly Adams and Jacobs carried me week one. Man, could you imagine what would have happened if Trubisky would have ran one in? Like I really, I was really hoping he was going to run one in, <laughs> but he ended up not. You know, getting Anthony Miller a couple of different times—that was really good. Yeah, uh, yeah, Miller looked good week one. He certainly did. Rob, what did you think about week one and how it went for the Baby Bowl? I thought overall it was uh, pretty good. Pretty good. We uh, had a couple hiccups, but got it taken taken care of by my fantasy league, so it it worked out. Yeah, they did a good job putting everything together. It's just, it's it's so strange. I have old eyes, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. where to click on things a lot of times, so I just start mashing a ton of different buttons. But actually, it went in really easy, really smooth. I enjoyed all the the different aspects of, of how you could put different players in there and take them out. It was, it was all right. My fantasy league did a pretty good job. Yeah, I, th- I thought so too. I mean, overall, it's like you said, it's a, it's, it's a little bit different. It's kind of... I feel like it's a little bit more more old school for people who aren't aren't are used to like their normal Yahoo or ESPN or CBS kind of league. It's a little bit less user friendly than that. It just takes a little bit of a learning curve getting used to. But once you get it down, it's it's kind of nice. It's got pretty good customization. So now, besides being able to appear on this Fantasy Impact Today podcast, what what did Joe win this week? 
So every person who ends up being the weekly high scorer, they'll they'll get one percent of the prize pool, which ends up being just over fifteen bucks to the weekly weekly high scorer. Also, oh, do I, I see? I'm thinking season long here that I want to finish in the in the top five of the season or the top. Yeah, I want to be. Of course, I want to be the top dog at the season ends. Uh, I don't know, Joe, if you were thinking about that or if you just were thinking about getting that first victory under your belt. Yeah, I mean, I my my strategy week one was kind of like just play it safe and go with guys I know who are that I thought would be studs this year. So I wasn't particularly looking like down the line at you know I want to save this guy for this matchup or anything. Um, so yeah, I kind of, to your point, I was kind of, you know, just looking to put up the highest score possible week one and then go from there. Now, what I did, I, I made a list of players who I thought could give me, who can win me a one week. And mm-hmm. there ended up being like 18, 17, 18 quarterbacks. And of course we're thinking, I'm thinking 16 weeks here or something like that, maybe 18 weeks here. And so I went, okay, who has the best shot at doing that this week? Who isn't going to be able to do that the rest of the year? So that's why I picked Mitch Trubisky. And so I'm taking a couple of long shots, I think, each week to be able to score me big fantasy points while still solidifying that roster with a couple of strong players. That's what I'm trying to do. So I can always get above that 100 mark, 120 mark. But you may have set the bar. How many points did you score? 150? Yeah, I think think 151. So that that might be the bar. Is that what we need to shoot for each week, Rob? Do you know? <laughs> it's it's that's a pretty strong score for sure. I mean, <laughs> I did I will say I I thought the guy that finished in second place was going to end up squeaking by you, Joe, but he had that counter play on Monday night that didn't come through for him. You were able to squeak him out. Yeah, I I I did check that before and then yeah, once I saw Connor grow out and it didn't look like he was coming back in, so I was you know, you don't want to see anyone get hurt, but, um, right, right, you know, somewhat, it was just an ankle, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> I so it, yeah. <laughs> so he didn't get hurt that me. bad. <laughs> okay, so we got week one behind us, right? We got week one in the books. And I don't know, Rob, did you have any specific ways that you built your lineup? Jo- Joe and I discussed ours. How about you? So, yeah, for me, I kind of go into it somewhat similar to you know how how joe was looking at it like i i kind of because in my opinion things change so much week to week values so much week to week and injuries and things like that i kind of want to just give the best plays that i can per week and then you know go from there because i don't know you never know who's going to get her who's going to give value up or down who's going to be a certain guy that all of a sudden comes into a lot of value so i also but at the same time i also wanted to take advantage of guys like how how joe said he took a shot at Tariq cohen due to uh montgomery being banged up i I took the shot at boston scott because of miles sanders being out and it didn't didn't really pay off I, i just the reason i played him i was like you know, I didn't think I was going to ever play him the rest of the season as long as Miles Sanders is healthy. So I was like, I might as well try to get some production out of him now. But the thing was, I, I played I played some some studs like Michael Thomas and George Kittle, though, that really busted. And so those, those guys let me down. So now I can't use them the rest of the year either. So that's, that's, that's going to be yeah. tough. Yeah. <laughs> that is the hard part when your studs bust out for you. And it's, uh, yeah, you're screwed the rest of the year not being able to use them. Right, because yeah. that, that's the thing is that you you, you think about it too, because you think you, you know, in my opinion, I think about it. I'm like, man, I got four and a half points basically out of Michael Thomas, and I know somewhere down the line someone's gonna play him, and they're gonna get thirty, forty points out of him. Exactly, it's such an advantage for them. 
Yeah, that's a that's a great point. We're each approaching it a little bit differently, I think. And I I was guilty of the Boston Scott thing too. I might even put Deshaun Jackson in there last week. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we so this week though, looking forward, without giving away our lineups too much, let's look at some quarterbacks that we might be able to take this week that we think are going to be very productive in this elimination player elimination tournament that we are in. Are we feeling comfortable in picking Ben Big Ben this week against that Broncos secondary? Joe, let me ask you that question. I have no problem going with Ben. His arm looked fine week one. I think they'll look to kind of open it up a little bit more even in, in week two. Um, I think a lot of teams, not a lot, but I think some teams maybe played it conservatively week one without preseason. And they kind of had like a short passing offense, it seemed. Like a lot of second half, they were throwing like a bunch of slants to Deontay Johnson there. Um so I could see them kind of opening it up week two a little bit. And yeah, that, you know, the Broncos secondary is nothing to really be scared of. So I, I like that play. Yeah, people going down left and right there in, in Broncoville, I believe, on the defensive side of things. It might yep. get to be a long year. No, in no Bronco rush land. with Von Miller either, which, which always helps if, uh, you know, giving the quarterback time to take more shots. Rob, I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be a very popular option this week in this kind of game that we're playing. Are you trusting Ryan Ryan Tannehill against that Jaguars defense? Tannehill, he's an interesting one to me because that like the Broncos defense, the Jags. I mean, the Jags might be even worse. Probably are a lot worse. But when it comes down to it, I'm a little bit hesitant to use him. I think AJ Brown's kind of banged up this week, and I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of get a get a lead and give Derrick Henry about 35 <laughs> touches on the ground this week and just grind this one out. So I'm, a, I'm, I would say I don't think it's a terrible play and it could pay off, but I might steer clear of Tannehill a little bit to wait, wait to get him in more of a game where it's a, a negative game script where they're going to have to throw it 40 times. People are going to be chasing points with Mitch Trubisky. They're going to be thinking that they're going to get that from, from him from last week. I'm not necessarily going to disagree with that, take are either one of you two thinking about Trubisky this week or is he just off the radar completely yeah Trubisky it's I don't know I'm looking at it at 16 weeks I, I can find 16 quarterbacks better than Trubisky I feel like hey. even even in a good matchup um <laughs> I mean you there you took, pal come on you that's my the, pairs <laughs> no you took the risk uh and it you know it paid off I don't know I'm, I probably won't take that risk at all this year with with him <laughs> Um, unless, you know, I'm looking at, you know, maybe down the line, a defense has just been getting killed and it's too easy not to, to take them. But, uh, that's my feeling on Trubisky. <laughs> well, let me, let me remind everybody that they're listening to the fantasy impact today network. And let me remind Joe that he is a guest on the fantasy impact today show where I am a big Chicago bears fan. So I don't know. Okay. I'll stop this in the bears. Then. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I love Allen Robinson. Hey, he's, he's a stud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really looking at Aaron Rodgers this week just being able to tear up the Detroit Lions. Rob, am I crazy on that? Definitely not the way he looked in uh, week one. He looked he looked like he came out angry that, that week and really put it on him. Yeah, he's, he's another one that I think is a real viable play this week. Detroit is down like every cornerback on their team. I mean, their secondary and defense in general is just looking really banged up. And as long as they don't get out to a big lead... They could. Uh, Aaron Rodgers could end up having another big week. Who else are we looking at then, guys? Give me, give me maybe one or two names at quarterback that you're thinking about, other than the people that I've mentioned. I like the Falcons Cowboys game in general as just a shootout. So that kind of gives away like 
you know, running back and wide receiver as well. But just in general, I think that's that game could be in the 30s for both teams. Yeah, I, I I agree with Joe. I like I like that game as well. I think both of those are definitely viable options. And then I actually kind of I've been considering taking the taking the shot using Lamar this week. Mm-hmm. I I uh, like I said before, I never know when I want to use the studs, whether I want to load it all up on one week or if I want to save them or if I want to use them before any you know fingers crossed any pop, possible injury, but. I like I do like the matchup against Houston as I think it could be a team with a suspect defense and also an offense that maybe could keep up a little bit and turn it into a shootout. I, I don't mind the Lamar play either. Mm-hmm. I, I was looking at that as well. And I, I even like Phillip Rivers. If he's going to pass the ball that many times, you yeah. might as well get him while you can. I, yeah. I, I have a terrible time in, in a contest like this. I think I have a tough time in DFS as well. Because I always scroll to the bottom and I look to see who's the who's the best of the worst. That's what I end up doing, and it, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't always lead to success. <laughs> I try to outsmart the room sometimes. Is what yeah. I do. Uh, no, it's a, it's a good strategy. You just gotta hit, or else you're the only guy that <laughs> messed up, kind of. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm taking a confident walk down a dog pile lane. Is what I'm doing. That's it. <laughs> Uh, all right, so running back situations. We mentioned Derrick Henry earlier. Joe, do you see anybody whose lights just shining this week that you are like, oh, I'm really thinking hard about this guy? Yeah, so I can. I'll just say because the game already started. I played Chubb this week. Um, I think it's and he's got a touchdown already. Um, <laughs> so he was my guy this week as far as that I think is going to have a big week, short week, early in the season. I figured they'd kind of have a. And Baker didn't look good last week. Kind of simplified approach versus the Bengals offense that's still kind of learning with with Burrow. So yeah, I, I like Chubb this week. And then beyond him, I like the Henry play. I think that we can definitely talk about a Ezekiel Elliott in in Dallas just tearing up that Cal, that Falcons defense for sure. What about you, Rob? You got a couple guys? Yeah, yeah. Um, I do love the the Chubb play. I kind of wish I. Would have went that way, especially obviously hindsight 2020. I mean, I did consider him, but I do lo- and I love the Derrick Henry play. Obviously, like I said, like especially if AJ Brown does sit, I feel like Derrick Henry is going to be super popular this week, both in DFS and in in the Baby Bowl. I love the Zeke uh, the Zeke play. I do like actually uh, Alvin Kamara. I think with Michael Thomas out, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get 10 plus targets this week, honestly. And you know, obviously being a PPR scoring format that would be uh that could be huge and then you know i could see a lot i could see some people chasing some points from last week going after naheem hines maybe and maybe going after jonathan taylor with with mac down for the year mm-hmm. um, so i could see any of those being some pretty good plays robinson will probably be a pretty popular name too i think mm-hmm. unless they smarten unless they look at the titans defense and just say that's too tough of a matchup i love your mentioning of kamara Without Thomas being there, I just think they pound the rock this week a lot more so. And as far as tight end goes, I really like Cooks as well in New Orleans this week. I'm not sure who else I'm looking at at tight end, though, this <laughs> this week. Yeah, um, no, I like, I like Cooks. So I actually I just popped in my head. I have a, a little bit of a contrarian play at running back this week, kind of like a, a flex option in DFS as well. But if you for this league, if you want to kind of – try and steal points with a lesser back. I like McKinnon. With Kittle possibly not playing, they really don't have any receiving options. And they used McKinnon a little bit last week. I think he saw five targets. He could 
kind of be. He might play some slot. You know, he'll get a couple carries as well. And they're playing the Jets. So, you know, if they do get a lead, he might even get, you know, upwards of 10 carries. You know, if they have a big lead and they're just eating clock in the fourth quarter and don't want to run, you know, Mostert or, or Coleman, you know, into the ground or anything. So I kind of like McKinnon this week. I don't know how much longer we're going to be able to use Ronald Jones in Tampa either with oh, Fournette actually, going there. Yes, that's a that's a really good play. That's that's and, the other one. Yep. Yeah, and with that Carolina defense that yeah. just let Josh Jacobs run all over him, so I, I, Ronald Jones is looking like a strong play in my world. Yep. Guys, let's move on to wide receivers. Is there anyone that is the Devonte Adams of this week in your mind, Rob? That you see just jumping out at you. Yeah, um, I was going to say this week's Devontae Adams is probably Devontae Adams again. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, he looks like he might be a clear-cut top player, especially against that Detroit defense. Like we mentioned earlier, they got their downs so many uh, in their secondary. It's just like he, he could have another 15-plus targets. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I like the I like the Devontae Adams play. And like Joe mentioned earlier with the uh, – with the Dallas and Atlanta play, I mean, any pick your receiver in that game. I mean, there's there's at least five five of them that are worth throwing in there. So, I mean, you could play Julio, Ridley, Cooper, Gallup, uh, Lamb. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those guys get used this week by people. I yep. I'm trying to probably steer clear of a very big name in Hopkins this week. I don't know what I think of that Washington defense. They play the Eagles, who are just injury plagued this season. It seems like, but but still, Ron Revere can take away a weapon, and I don't know. I think he might be able to take away Hopkins this week. Do you think? Yep. Do you agree with me, Joe? Am I am I crazy? No, I I hundred percent agree with you. I don't like chasing points either. It's you know he he blew up last week, so you know your uh, natural reaction is to to play him. Um, but like you said that. The other, the defense is thinking the same thing. Like, all right, he, you know, he was his main target. We got to take that away. Rivera's a good defensive coach. Um, so yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm not really looking at Hopkins this week at all. What about in Buffalo, Joe? Do you see anybody in Buffalo that you just think you need to play this week? They're going against the Dolphins and those two wide receivers there. Either one of them, in my opinion, can go off. But if I'm not mistaken, Brown Brown is limping around up there with an injured foot, so it looks like Stephon Diggs might be the play there. I would actually I would was going to look at Brown because Miami does have Byron Jones, so mm-hmm. I assume he's going to travel. Um, if he doesn't, you know, at least he'll be matched up with Diggs half the time. Um, about so I wouldn't look to play Dig- me personally. Wouldn't look to play Diggs this week just because I think Byron Jones is a you know top ten corner. But now with Brown being injured, I don't really want to play him either. So I'll probably stay away from both of the Buffalo wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Rob, do you see any game on here? Like I, I'm looking at, too, the Adam Thielen matchup in Indianapolis. I think they're going to throw the ball all over the place in this matchup. I, 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 Paris Campbell's there. I, those are some good plays. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean, I like both Adam Thielen, Paris Campbell. I like T.Y. Hilton this week. Yeah, I, mean, I actually really love... Allen Robinson this week, to be honest, and mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, we just saw that Giants defense get lit up by uh, Juju, and I mean Deontay had a lot of opportunities. He dropped a couple, but I mean he got targeted heavy, and you know Allen Robinson was in the news this week for the whole Twitter profile, Instagram profile stuff, and I wouldn't be surprised if they make it a a point to really, really get him involved against a bad defense. And I think he could end up being, having a really nice day. 
All right, so we can mix and match those wide receivers and running backs. I, I think I, I saw that where we can pick. We have to pick what one or two running backs, and then we have to pick one or two wide receivers. How, how did that work again? So yeah, you got to pick two running backs, two receivers, a quarterback, a tight end, and then a flex. So okay. you could you could end up putting you know three running backs or three receivers, two tight ends, whatever you decide. Okay, uh, that's going to shorten the list of running backs very quickly, I believe, in this league. I think I, I, I think I did that. I think I started trying to put more wide receivers in there for that reason. Tight end, Zach Ertz. I man, last week Zach Ertz started off the game so strong. Is this a redemption week for him, Rob? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I feel about Zach Ertz. Um, I feel like, I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad play, and I think that that game could end up being like a sneaky shootout. I don't know if he's like a main target of mine or not, especially after the the first week and seeing how involved Goddard was. So, I mean, I think it could be a play that pays off nicely, but I, I don't think it's super safe. Who are you eyeballing this week, Joe, at a tight end position? Anybody jump out at you? One or two players. Let's not give away your lineup. You are the defending <laughs> week one champion. <laughs> yeah. I do, uh, Rob mentioned Lamar earlier. I do kind of like Andrews again this week. I know he had, two touchdowns last week, but I think they even benched a lot of their players in the fourth quarter as well. So um, that Houston defense, I think, I mean, Kelsey had a, I think caught six of six targets or five of five targets in the first half. I like the efficiency there. So I think Andrews could have another big week against that Houston defense there. So you know who I'm thinking? (laughs) This is, this is Wes's brain again, working really (laughs) overtime. All right. Jordan Reed. For San Francisco, yeah, if no. George Kittle does not play, mm-hmm. when else are you going to squeeze points out of Jordan Reed? And he's going against the Jets. So I'm sitting there thinking, oh, man, Jordan Reed, that's my guy. That's my guy mm-hmm. this week. It's crash and burn. That's, that used to be my nickname <laughs> in high school, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only problem with Reed is uh, <laughs> he gets hurt in the first quarter. You're, you're screwed. Right. That happens but to me you anyway. Could say that, you, you could say that about anybody, but well, yeah. it seems especially true with him. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're right. Uh, Rob, who else are you? What about Logan Thomas against the Cardinals? The Cardinals last year gave a touchdown up, I think, to every single tight end that they faced every single week. Logan Thomas, he might be the new Greg Olson in Ron Rivera's system. Yeah, actually, I mean, I def- definitely like Logan Thomas a lot. And he's, I mean, he uh, he was near the league lead in, in targets among tight ends. I know he had eight tight ends, which is, I mean, I think the top had like nine or ten on the week. So he was right up near the top. And, and they don't have much behind McLaurin there in, in Washington. So um, Logan Thomas, is, especially against Arizona like that, is definitely definitely a, a good play, one that I'm eyeing this week. I, I also really love the Andrews play as well. And, um, yeah. You know, I actually, I actually kind of like. Uh, I mean, this is a, this is a guy that I loved heading into the year, and he didn't really have a great game one. But I like, I kind of like Tyler Higby this week. I don't think a lot of people are going to be on him after the the first week, and then uh, you know they're going against Philly, and like I said, I think it could be end up being a sneaky shootout, and Philly just let up a big game to Logan Thomas. So I, I, I kind of like. Higby a lot this week, both in uh, this and DFS, and then also Logan Thomas. I like I said in DFS, his his price is so cheap. He's he's a really really good cheap play. Joe, what what about one last guy here for the tight end position? Hayden yeah. Hurst. He's gonna he's gonna be being talked oh. about a lot this week too as somebody who didn't come through last week. But man, this is just gonna have so many points in it. It feels like 
I, I don't know if I can trust Hayden Hurst, but he sure is a big explosive player. Yeah, he. Uh, if you've scrolled my Twitter timeline, you've seen that uh, I was all over Hayden Hurst before this year. Cutter loves throwing to the tight end historically. Um, and then, yeah, I do like him a lot this week. Dallas, Vanderesh is out. Jalen Smith can't cover. So, and their safety play outside of Woods isn't great. So, yeah, I like, I like Hurst a lot this week. Another guy, too, that I was going to add in. It's a tough matchup versus the Niners, but Chris Hernan's basically with, I think Crowder's looking like he's not going to play. So, Hernan could possibly be the only passing option in New York there. I assume they'll be trailing the whole game for the most part. So, at least it might be an inefficient, but he could get 13, 14 targets and, you know, six catches, seven catches. Yeah, if you don't mind me jumping in, Wes, like I, that's that's the other guy that I was gonna say as well. Like I was big on Hernan preseason, and I I love him still at this point. He didn't have a good mm-hmm. first game, but he got a lot of like Joe said, he got a lot of targets, and especially with Crowder banged up. And if Crowder doesn't go, like he said, I mean he could see thirteen, fourteen targets, and and he's he's also one of my favorite DraftKings plays this week. He's he's so so he's, cheap and. Yep. He's almost he's almost guaranteed to return you value just out of pure volume. Mm-hmm. Joe, when you came on the podcast, whenever I talked to you a little bit before the show, and we, we were rushed to get this this thing together a little bit, it felt like I'm having, actually having to work this week, so I, I apologize for that. But when you came on, your Twitter handle is Fantasy Football Dad, and that's what you go by on the I think the on the contest as well. Mm-hmm. And your Twitter handle is at fantasy dad, the fantasy dad 10, the fantasy dad 10. And when you started talking, I said, hold on, you don't even sound like a fantasy dad. All right. You don't, you don't sound like one. How did you come up with that name? Why do you, why do you like that name? It was just, uh, I kind of like when I was scrolling through fantasy Twitter earlier in the summer, I noticed that it, there was a lot of like deep analytical dives that is a little confusing. Um, so I wanted to kind of simplify things for like the common fantasy player and just break it down by kind of like uh, floor and ceilings for players. So if you look at a lot of my preseason stuff, it's based on like targets and target share and, you know, offensive system and coordinators, kind of how they've utilized those players in the past. I'll have some of my threads are four or five pages long, but they're simplified numbers and stats to read through. So you don't have to look at, you know, advanced analytical models and, and things like that. So I kind of wanted to simplify it for dads that are out there that, you know, don't have a ton of time on their hands to you know delve through these things so that's kind of where i i got the name from well i'll tell you what you made a huge fantasy impact inside of that baby bowl for sure and as i did scroll your twitter feed i was very impressed by all the different rankings you have up here and everything if you're not following joe yet on twitter make sure you do so joe can you tell everybody where they can find you yep it's uh at the fantasy dad 10 the just number one zero yeah, one zero at the end. And mm-hmm. and Joe, you did finish first this past week. But let me tell you something, my friend. You're gonna be looking up at me this okay. week is what you're gonna be doing. <laughs> I'll hold I you finished to that. in the top <laughs> I finished in the top twenty. I was I was proud of that because I did take some long shots. It's a very unique scoring system that you put together, Rob, for this. And and it, it really makes my brain work overtime. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely something unique, something fun and uh you know, a different way to really go about filling out a lineup each week and, and trying to a different strategy throughout the entire season. And there's a lot, there's so many different strategies. We're in this big chat group. I don't know if fantasy dad, I don't know if you're on that chat group or not, or if you take part in it, but there's so many different people asking a lot of different questions of how do you think that I should do this? How do you think I should do this all because of the baby bowl? So I think you've really intrigued a lot of minds. 
yeah, I've, I haven't really like answered back, but I've been scrolling through and reading some of the things. So it is a, a cool little forum there um, of among the messages. Yeah, I was I was gonna say too. Like, uh, that's it's definitely you know sometimes it gets hard to follow or uh, keep up with you know with everyone asking questions and doing things like that. But it's it's definitely fun. It's definitely something that I'm proud of, and definitely something that like really you know brings a lot of people together and all for a good cause. And and you know hopefully everybody's having a good time, and everybody's also uh, you know you get to meet meet new people. I mean you don't really meet them obviously, but you know you get to kind of interact with new people all the time and and get different different viewpoints and things like that and make everyone better. No, that has been a really good aspect of it. It's been an active group, especially at the beginning. And even now, there's still people active in that chat group. And it's it's making another community within the fantasy football community, which is always appreciated uh, because we get to help each other. We get to support each other and do those things. So, Rob, it's a great thing that we put together. We hoped, I hope to do this every single week to be able to have the winner on. And, and Joe, I hope that it's you again next week, my friend. You did a fantastic <laughs> job. At first podcast, right? Yes, yep, first one. Well, you got the radio voice for it, Joe. You did a great job. And you can follow <laughs> right, him at the Fantasy Dad 10 And, Rob, they can find you where on Twitter? You can find me um, at Norton0723. And you can find me, Wes Easley, at Lofinit, L-O-A-F-I-N-I-T. You can also follow the show. The Twitter handle is at F-I Today with a little underscore. All the different hosts are listed there in the in the bio, and you can just follow each and every one of them to stay tuned in on what's going on on the Fantasy Impact Today network. If you have not yet subscribed to the show, please do so over on whatever platform you want to. You can find us on Anchor FM and then just whatever platform you feel comfortable in listening to us on, you can do that there. If you're on the iTunes app, make sure you hit those stars for us. Leave a review if you can. But more importantly than all those actions, all the fit crew here at the Fantasy Impact Today network would like to encourage you to find a way to go out and make a positive impact in somebody's life today. 